previously on Thomas and the Bible. There was an intro from Harley, and it was glorious. And that's all I remember. That's, uh, that's all I remember. No, not true. There were some more confusing parables that I had to decode that were slightly different or significantly different than they have been in times past. And uh, I've reflected on how pointless it is that we have to hear the same story from three different perspectives. Or maybe that was the last episode. Hard to tell, because it's the same thing every single episode. Thanks, Harley, for that rather passive-aggressive intro. I don't know what's gotten into you. Yeah, I just want to let you guys know that you can always just play one episode 260 times and get the same effect. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have waited until episode 217 to uh, tell you this. There's going to be 260 episodes. I think I've mentioned that before. Uh, but you could just pick any of them and play it 260 times, and it's the same thing. So some people could actually be kind of in the future. They could already be experiencing episode 230, you know, just by playing the same episode 13 times. Like, it's pretty much the same thing. I mean, you if you really wanted to be creative, you could find a few different ones. Like, okay, I'm going to play this episode 30 times, and that will be all of First and Second Chronicles. And it, you really wouldn't be missing much. Like, <laughs> you, you wouldn't be missing a whole lot, to be honest. But uh, sorry for not letting you know that sooner. That could have saved us all a lot of time. Could have just done one or two or three episodes and then just said, hey, just play them over and over. And maybe I could have recorded like, today we'll be reading Luke 21, you know, and I could have put that in for you and then just the rest of it would be a repeat and it would be the same. I mean, you'd get the same amount from it. All right. So assuming you're still listening for some reason, (laughs) even though I gave you my secret, uh, we're on Luke 21, and he looked up and saw the rich men casting their gifts into the treasury, and he saw also a certain poor widow casting thither two mites. <laughs> I don't know what, uh, that's a unit of money, I guess, but a mite, that's kind of cute. Should be a penny, we should call ke- pennies mites. Like, yeah, I got 50 mites, yeah, I got 50 mites. I mean, well, I guess, wait, would that apply? Because you wouldn't actually have 50 pennies, but maybe you still, anyway. And he said, Of a truth I say unto you, guess what? Here we go. I wonder what it's going to be. Is it going to be what you would expect it to be from the time? Is it going to be, I truly, I say, here, I'll just, (laughs) it'd be funny to just change the Bible in in a number of ways, actually. But truly, I say unto you that this poor widow hath only cast in two mites and is going straight to hell. There's no two, what, what is God going to do with two mites? What, what's that going to do? That doesn't even... Get out of here, poor widow. Go make some money. Go find a way, you know? Go get yours. That's what, that's what you got to do in life. You got to go take... Get, grab the bull by the horns and go get more than two measly mites. Otherwise, you're stuck in purgatory forever or something. No, that's not what he said, everyone. Shocker. Shocker. Of a truth I say unto you, get just get ready to be amazed, guys. You have no idea what Jesus is about to say. I, you probably think you know. You don't know. You, you don't know. Here's what he's going to say. Of truth I say to you, that this poor widow, again, she's poor. She's dressed in rags. She's got warts. Got genital warts, too. I don't know why. Just general wart theme. And uh, just poor, 
just uh, destitute. She put in two mites. I don't even know what that is. Not even money. It's just she <laughs> she has mites. Like she has a kind of an infestation, and she just put two of them, like lice, kind of. She put two of like dust mites. She just put them in there. She's like, this is all I have. I don't have any money. <laughs> if I had money, I wouldn't be spending it here. That's for damn sure. <laughs> and uh, so she did that. And then Jesus said, I know, you You think you know what he said. There's no way you're going to guess this. This poor widow hath cast in more than they all. And everyone said, well, objectively, you're wrong. That's just not even. <laughs> here, let's count it. Okay. Two mites versus like a billion dollars. So, I don't know where you learned math, Jesus, but uh, no, nope. She uh, she put in less. She put in a lot less, actually, uh, as it as it happens. So, just wondering why you're spewing nonsense. For all these have of their abundance cast unto in unto the offerings of God, but she of her penury hath cast in all the living that she had. And she, and as some spake of the temple, how it was adorned with goodly stones and gifts, he said, As for these things which ye behold, the days will come in which there shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And they asked him, saying, Master, but when shall all these things be? And, and what sign shall there be when these things shall come to pass? And Jesus said, Well, that would be too easy. I can't, I can't, I can't just make a prediction for you guys. Come on. Don't you know how this works yet? No. And he said, Take heed that ye be not deceived, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and the time draweth near. Go ye not therefore after them. But when ye shall hear of wars and commotions, be not terrified, for these things must first come to pass, but the end is not by and by. Then said he unto them, Nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and great earthquakes shall be in diverse places, and famines and pestilences, and fearful sights and great signs shall there be from heaven. But before all these, they shall lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and into the prisons, being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. And it shall turn to you for a testimony. Settle it therefore in your hearts, not to meditate before what ye shall answer. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom, which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. And ye shall be betrayed by both parents and brethren and kinsfolks and friends, and some of you they cause to be put to death. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But there shall not an hair of your head perish in your patience possessed. Isn't that weird? Because they're all dead now, but whatever. You know, detail. In your patience possess ye your souls, and when ye shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. That's right, the desolation of Smaug, as they say. Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains, and let them which are in the midst of it depart out, and let not them that are in the countries enter therein too. For these be the days of vengeance, and all things which are written may be fulfilled." But woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days, for they should, there shall be great distress in the land and wrath upon this people. So, he really is advocating for no one to have any more kids, no one to work, no one to do anything. Like, just, what is the point, you guys? He's literally saying, oh yeah, if you're pregnant at the time, or if you have a kid and the kid's, like, you know, still nursing, you're screwed. You're gonna have to run. <laughs> He's like, this is not gonna be easy, this is gonna be a workout. 
You better also dress appropriately. Shorts, uh, tennis shoes. If you're in flip flops at the time of the rapture, you're you're done, man. You're done. A demon's gonna catch you. No, demons run. Uh, uh, look, they're not the they're not faster than all of you. That wouldn't be any fun. I can't make them faster than me. They run a solid like five three forty yard dash. So for non Americans, you probably have no idea what that means. But it, it means they're they're fast. I mean, they they can run. Don't don't get me wrong. But they can't catch everyone. But if you're stuck wearing flip flops, you got a baby, you're nursing. They're, <laughs> They're just dead, man. They're gone. You're not, yeah, you're not in the right attire. You know, you're wearing a, I was going to say a dress, but a dress might be fine. Maybe if you just kind of lift it a little bit, you know, get the good leg action going. But if you're wearing like a a tight, uh, just any, anything tight, you know, you, you want loose or, or or just not a lot of clothing when the, when the rapture comes. Because there's going to be running. <laughs> you bet your ass there's going to be running involved. Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains and let them which are in the midst of it depart out and let them, uh, did I read this? I don't even know. And let not them that are in the countries enter therein too. For these be the days of vengeance, that all things that are written may be fulfilled. But woe unto them that are with child and to them that give suck in those days. Oh, damn it. I did read this or either that it's repeating. I don't bother to, I don't care to find out. I don't really care that much. For there shall be great distress in the land and wrath upon this people, and they shall fall by the edge of the sword. No one's going to get, someone might get stabbed with the front of the sword, the pointy part of the sword, but whatever. Okay, we'll go with that. And shall be led away captive into all nations. If you're the one guy, because he's saying they'll fall by the edge of the sword. If you're the one guy that just gets stabbed like directly with the point of the sword, you can kind of be proud of that. Hey, I didn't fall by the edge of the sword. (laughs) Turns out I was Stabbed by the pointy part of the sword. Who, who knew? And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. And there shall be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And when they shall see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. And he spake to them a parable. Behold the fig tree. Oh, great. Everyone, get out your notepads. It's a parable. Behold the fig tree and all the leaves. (laughs) It's actually like Jeopardy. It's like, it's a parable. (laughs) When they now shoot forth, Ye see and know your, of your own selves that summer is now nigh at hand. So likewise ye, when ye see these things come to pass, know that ye, the kingdom of God, is at nigh at hand. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. Let me read that again, just because we've only read it three times now, and I'm sure I've made a big deal about it. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away Till all be fulfilled. Duh. It's pretty clear. That's about as uncontroversial as it gets. Now, of course, we I, I'm sure if you look it up, if you talk to apologists, which I have, there's probably some stupid excuse for it. Oh, he meant this. Oh, he meant that. Oh, yeah, okay. But it does say, <laughs> not only, and it's not like this is the only line. It's not like it's this one line and then the rest of the message is inconsistent. No, the rest of the message is, hey, 
Don't have kids. Don't you got to be ready? Come on, be ready to go. Set an alarm clock every morning. Wake up. Be ready to run from the rapture. You know, practice your forty time. Be ready to go. You know this. This message exactly goes with all of that. Um, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life, so that the day come upon you unawares. For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore, and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass, and stand before the Son of Man. And in the day time he was teaching in the temple, and at night he went out, and abode in the mount that is called the Mount of Olives. And all the people came in early in the morning to him in the temple for to hear him. That's the end of 21. On to Luke 22. Now the feast of unleavened bread drew nigh, which is called the Passover. And the chief priests and scribes sought how they might kill him, for they feared the people. Then entered... Again, I've said it a million times. I'll say it a million and one times. This is what you do when someone is curing disease, performing miracles, walking on water, uh, raising the dead. You think, you know what? I need to kill this guy. It's time someone dealt with this guy. Just tired. Just so arrogant, you know. And just ugh. Oh, I can cure disease. I oh, there's this guy's leg. I fixed it. Big G. (laughs) You can't see it, but I just made the hand motion. That well, wait. This is a clean podcast. I won't say what. Then entered Satan into Judas, surnamed Iscariot, being of the number of the twelve. Then, uh, and he went his way and communed with the chief priests and captains how he might betray unto them. And they were glad and covenanted to give him money. And he promised and sought opportunity to betray him unto them in the absence of the multitude. Then came the day of unleavened bread when the Passover must be killed. And he sent Peter and John saying, go prepare us the Passover that we may eat. And they said unto him, where wilt thou be that we prepare? And he said unto them, Behold, when you are entered into the city, there shall be a man meet you, bearing a pitcher of water. Follow him into the house where he entereth in. And he shall say unto the goodman of the house, The master saith unto thee, Where is the guest chamber? Where shall I eat the Passover with my disciples? And he shall shew you a large upper room furnished there make ready. And they went and found as he had said unto them, and they made ready the Passover. Now that is a miracle. Although, sure, he could have just arranged it with the guy. That too. So it's either a brilliant miracle, and the guy's like, yeah, I do have a room all furnished for a Last Supper type deal. Are you looking for a Last Supper type arrangement? Yeah, no. Just so happens. I I don't know why. I mean, I'm not planning on having a Last Supper at any point in the future, but I just thought, you know, it'd be cool. Maybe I just set this room up like it's some sort of Last Supper. And then lo and behold, Wow, that is a miracle. When the hour was come, he sat down and the twelve apostles with him. And he said unto them, With desire I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say, and they're like, yeah, okay, whatever. Pass the uh, mashed potatoes, would you? Uh, suffering, what, huh? I mean, who cares? Just this food is so good. Just more of it. For I say unto you, I will not eat any more thereof until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Wow. And he took the cup and gave thanks and said, Take this. I divi- and divided amongst yourselves. <laughs> For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall be come. And he took the bread and gave thanks and brake it and, Je- and gave unto them, saying, This is my body which is given to you. <laughs> I'm just remembering 
<laughs> I think that's kind of a funny joke when <laughs> imagining him taking the wine, he gives the, the wine to everybody. Mm, yeah. This wine is my blood. <laughs> oh, God, come on. Oh, I don't want to drink your blood. I mean, thanks. I've, I appreciate it. Like, I understand, you know, you like me and we're close and all that, but I, we're not that close. I'm not drinking your blood, dude. God, give me some of that bread. I got to wash this out. The bread is my body. Oh, come on. Seriously? Oh, my God. Likewise, also, the cup after or the cup after supper saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. But behold, the hand of him that betrayeth me is with me on the table. And truly the Son of Man goeth, as it was determined. But woe unto that man by whom he was betrayed. And they began to inquire them among themselves, Which of them it was that should do this thing? There was also strife among them, which of them shall be accounted the greatest. What? And he said unto them, this is a pretty easy, look, you've spent some time with Jesus. I think you can answer that question for yourselves. Really? I mean, if you said, hey guys, would Jesus want us to find which of us is the best and have that person get special privileges or something? I think you could, if you can't answer that question yourself, I think you haven't been following Jesus. Jesus would say, no, you're all shit for one. You're all terrible compared to me, and uh, don't bother with it. Like, I can just, you know, just, the the rapture's coming anyway. doesn't matter which you use the best. You're all going to die. Let me ask you this. Are any of you the son of God like I am? No? Then shut up. But ye shall not. Let's see. Kings, And he said unto them, The kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and they that exercise authority upon them are called benefactors. But ye shall not be so, but he is that is the greatest among you, let him be as he the younger, and he that is chief as he that doth serve. Bad news for whoever was chief. He's like, oh great, I just I just made chief last week. I just got my my stripes or whatever, and now I'm I'm the same as the guy that serveth. This is a this is unbelievable. Can't believe I got into this death cult. Is not he that sitteth at meat, but I am among you as he that serveth. Ye are they which have continued with me in my temptations, and I appoint unto you a kingdom, as my Father hath appointed unto me, that ye may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, and sit on thrones, judging twelve tribes of Israel. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. And he said unto them, Lord, I am ready to go with thee, said unto him, rather, both into prison to death. And he said, I tell thee, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day before thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. He's like, no, but no, shut up. That's not going to happen. And he said unto him, when I sent you without purse and scrip and shoes, lacked ye anything? And they said nothing. Well, I think the obvious thing would be purse, scrip, shoes. <laughs> That'd be my first answer. Yeah, well, you just said. <laughs> Hey, when you didn't have the following things, was there anything you didn't have? <laughs> uh, sure. Let me let me take this one. This is an easy one. You get the next answer. I'll answer this one. Then he said unto them, But now he that hath a purse, let him take it, and likewise his scrip. And he that hath no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. For I say unto you, that this that is written must yet be accomplished in me. And he was reckoned among the transgressors for the things concerning 
Sorry, let me try that again. And he was reckoned among the transgressors, for the things concerning me have an end. And they said, Lord, behold, there are two swords. Here are two swords. And he said unto them, it is enough. And he came out, and he's like, now watch this. And he started doing, like, a cool tricks with them. Like, and he came out and went as he want, as he was wont, to the Mount of Olives. And his disciples also followed him. And when he was at the place, he said unto them, Pray that ye enter not into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast, and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in an agony. You know, I like, I I love this in general. I think I've said this, well, I've said everything before, because it's what, countless hours of podcast. But I love this whole false modesty of like, no, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray to God, right? But I'm just going to say, no, don't, not my will, but your will be done. I'm just praying. So then God must be like, well, do I need, I don't need you to tell me that. I know it's supposed to be this thing among stupid people of like, it's this modesty. Like, no, I'm just, I'm just saying, man, just not my will, just whatever your will is. Like, that's what I want. It's like, does God need your permission for that? Or so it sounds like God's going to do what God's going to do. Uh, so I, that's a meaningless prayer. You can just, just say, Hey God, how you doing? I know whatever the hell you want to do, you're going to do. Why am I even talking to you? Don't know. You already know everything I think. What's the point? Uh, that would be my prayer. Dear God, oh, you already know. See ya. Okay, we, I'm not even going to say that. I'm not even going to say see ya. You already know what I'm thinking. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was, as it were, great drops um, of blood falling to the ground. And when he rose up from prayer, he was come to his disciples. He found them sleeping for sorrow. And he said, Why sleep ye? Rise and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. And while he yet spake, behold, a multitude, and he that was called Judas, one of the twelve, went before them and drew near to Jesus to kiss him. And Jesus said unto him, Judas, betrayed thou the Son of Man with a kiss? When they which were about him saw what would follow, they said unto him, Lord, shall we smite him with the sword? And one of them smote the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. And Jesus answered and said, Suffer ye thus far. And he touches touched his ear and healed him. Wow. And Jesus said unto the chief priests and captains of the temple and the elders that were come to him, By, uh, Be ye come out as against a thief with swords and staves. When I was daily with you in temple, in the temple you stretched forth no hands against me, but this is your hour and the power of darkness. Then they took him and led him and brought him into the high priest's house. And Peter followed afar off. And when they had kindled a fire in the midst of it all, or sorry, in the midst of the hall, they were set down together. Peter sat among them, but a curtain maid beheld him as he sat by the fire and earnestly go. Oh, I wonder what's going to happen. I'm soup killer mystery here. What's going to happen? Peter, the guy who one paragraph ago said, oh, I'm with you to the death, sir. <laughs> hey, Lordy, I'm hey, Jesus. Uh, me and you, man, all the way. We go. We're like this. And he cross, did the finger crossy thing. We're like this. And then he's like, nah, we're not really. <laughs> Jesus said like, yeah, you say that, but uh, I think we're more like this, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Which you guys, I'm sure you do. Uh, and looked upon him and said, this man was also with him. And he denied him, saying, woman, I know him not. And after a little while, another saw him and said, thou art also of them. And Peter said, no, I'm not, not with them. Are you kidding me? I'm just here to watch. 
And about the space of one hour after another confidently affirmed, saying of a truth, this fellow also was with him, for he is Galilean. And Peter said, Man, I know not what thou sayest. <sighs> God. And immediately, while he yet spake, the cock crew. Uh, and that's the crew is in past tense of crow. So it wasn't like the cock crew did the. <laughs> there wasn't a cock crew coming out. Meanwhile, the cock crew comes out, right? Uh, and the Lord turned and looked upon Peter, and Peter remembered the word of the Lord and how he had said it. It took him this long to remember? I would have remembered it immediately. As soon as someone said, do you know that guy? I would have thought, hmm, remember a minute ago when Jesus was saying all this? And then I still would have said, no, nah, I don't know. <laughs> Who, that guy? I don't know. Crucify him for all I care. Uh, and then, yeah, I'm just trying to see. And Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said unto him, before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And Peter went out and wept bitterly. And the men that held Jesus mocked him and smote him. And when they had blindfolded him, they struck him on the face and asked him, saying, Prophesy, who is it that smote thee? And many other things blasphemously, blasphemously spake they against him. And as soon as it was day, the elders of the people and the chief priests and the scribes came together and led, them into, led him into their council, saying, Art thou the Christ? Tell us. And he said unto them, If I tell you, ye will not believe. And if also I ask you, ye will not answer me, nor let me go. Hereafter shall the Son of Man sit on the right hand of the power of God. And then they said all, Art thou then the Son of God? And he said unto them, Ye say that I am. And they said, What need we any further witness? For we ourselves have heard of his own mouth. All right, that's the end of 22. On to 23. There's only 24, so we're going to have a weird episode next week where we go into the next book. But uh, So it'll be a cliffhanger this episode. And the whole multitude of them arose and led him unto Pilate. Here we go. And they began to accuse him, saying, We found this fellow perverting the nation and forbidding to give tribute to Caesar, saying that he himself is Christ a king. And Pilate asked him, saying, Art thou the king of the Jews? King of the Jews. And uh, he answered him and said, Thou sayest it. Then Pilate to the chief priest. No, <laughs> Pilate must have been, no, you misunderstand. I asked you if you're the king of the Jews. Well, you said it. No, no, I'm, I, if I ask you if you're a chicken, that's not me saying are, you are a chicken. That's me asking if you're a chicken. So can we try this again? Are you the king of the Jews? Well, you said it, not me. All right, buddy, that's it. Crucifixion. <laughs> it's actually the entire thing was just that. Uh, then said Pilate to the chief priests and to the people, I find no fault in this man. <laughs> it's quick, quick examination there. And they were the more fierce, saying, He stirred up the people, teaching throughout Jewry, be, uh, beginning from Galilee to this place. When Pilate heard of Galilee, he asked whether the man were a Galilean. 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 And as soon as he uh, knew that he belonged under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him, sent him to Herod, who himself was also at Jerusalem at that time. And when Herod saw Jesus, he was exceeding glad, for he was desirous to see of him of a long season, because he had heard many things of him, and he had hoped to have seen some miracle done by him. Yeah, like you would. If you hear someone can do miracles, it's not like an evil thing to think, oh, I would like to see a miracle, since someone can do them for free. Then he questioned him with many words, but he answered him nothing. And the chief priests and scribes stood and vehemently accused him, and Herod, with his men of war, set him at naught and mocked him and arrayed him in a gorgeous robe and sent him again to Pilate. 
and the same day Pilate and Herod were made friends together, and before they were at enmity between themselves. And Pilate, when he had called together the chief priests and rulers and the people, said unto them, Ye have brought this man unto me as one that perverteth the people. And behold, I, having examined him before you, have found no fault in this man touching those things whereof ye accuse him. No, nor yet Herod, for I sent you to him, and lo, nothing worthy of death is done unto him. I will therefore chastise him and release him, for as necessity he must release one unto them at the feast. Oh, this is that weird reference where he um, supposedly releases somebody at the Passover or something like that. And they cried out all at once again, saying, "Away! With, yeah, I've already talked about this. Away with this man, release unto us Barabbas, uh, for a certain sedition made in the city, and for murder he was cast into prison. So they want a murderer more than Jesus. This is quite unbelievable. I know this is something that Christians use as like, oh, this is the, what, how bad the Jews were, or maybe even Jews, I don't know what Jews think of it, but the Christians say like, oh, the Jews wouldn't even... They didn't recognize that Jesus was the prophet, etc. It's like, again, let's internalize. There's a lot of, it's easy for Jesus to externalize here. Like, uh, yeah, these idiot Jews, they don't know who they're dealing with. Let's do some internalizing. What kind of son of God are you? What kind of Messiah? What kind of prophet are you? If they can release one person and everyone's like, it's either Jesus or a guy that murdered someone. Jesus, by the way, having done nothing. (laughs) Innocent man or someone who murdered someone. Innocent man. Just give us the murder. I just, Jesus annoys me so much. I think that's what they said. Like, yeah, I mean, he's a murderer, but Jesus is so, I'm just tired of hearing him say like, oh, be poor. You know, like give all your money away. Ugh, it's so annoying. So maybe time to do some self-reflection. Maybe it's not everyone else's fault. Pilate, therefore, willing to release Jesus, spake to them again. And they cried, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. And he said unto them the third time, Why, what evil hath he done? I have found no cause of death in him. I will therefore chastise him and let him go. And they were instant with loud voices, requiring that he might be crucified. And the voices of them and the chief priests prevailed. And Pilate gave sentence that it should be as they required. And he released unto them Him for that sedition and murder was cast in prison, whom they had desired, but he delivered Jesus to their will. Yeah, he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to crucify him, but yeah, he had to. And as they led him away, they laid hold upon one Simon, a Cyrenian, coming out of the country, and him they laid on a cross that that he might bear it after Jesus. And there followed him a great company of people, and of women, which also bewailed and lamented him. But Jesus, turning unto them, saying, said, Daughters of Jerusalem, weep not for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the and everyone's like, blah, blah, blah. This is why we're crucifying you, dude. We're tired of hearing it. We don't want to hear it. Okay? We've heard it. You can get out of this at any time if you just stop being obnoxious, all right? Just pay your taxes. Be a normal guy. You know, go to work. We all do it. Just stop with the Son of God stuff. Blessed are the barren and the wombs that are that never bear, and the paps which never gave suck. And then uh, shall they begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if they do these things in a green tree, what shall be done in the dry? And there were also two other malefactors led with him to be put to death. And when they were come to the place, which is called Calvary, Cal- I can never say that right, Calvary, Calvary, 
There they crucified him and the malefactors, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they're like, ah, God, still with the being obnoxious, forgive us. Come on, man, just stop being annoying and we'll let you go. (laughs) And they parted his raiment and cast lots. And the people stood beholding. And the rulers also with them derided him, saying, he saved others, let him save himself. If he... (laughs) That's what you do. That's totally what people do. Oh, yeah. Remember when he was saving all those lives? Save your own life now, Jesus. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, good one, man. They high five and then leave. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, because that's what you'd do to a guy who saves people's lives. You'd be like, save your own life now, douchebag. Yeah. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar and saying, if thou be king of the Jews, save, thy, save thyself. And the superscription also was written over him in letters of Greek, Latin, and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. And one of the malefactors which were hanged railed on him, saying, If thou be Christ... <laughs> and even the other guys now are carrying on. They're piling on, rather. The two guys that are that are crucified to his right and left are like, Yeah, yeah, dude, king of the Jews. Oh, <laughs> ow, ow, ow. <laughs> and what I see, and the other rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemn- t- condemnation? <clears throat> and we indeed justify, for we receive due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. And he has said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. And it was about the sixth hour, and there was a darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour. And the sun was darkened, and the veil of the temple was rent in the mist. And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into my hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, he gave up the ghost. Now, when the centurion saw what was done, he glorified God, saying, Certainly this was a righteous man. Oh, yeah, now he says it. Now he says it. Okay. And all the people that came together to that site, beholding the things that which, were, which were done, smote their breasts and returned. So, are we to believe? Are we really to believe? I don't think I've made this point before, actually. Just thought of it now. That a man like Jesus could perform miracle after miracle. Miracle of saving people. And then people crucify him. First off, that's unbelievable. They'd want to crucify him. Secondly, they crucify him and say, like, well, you saved all those people before. Save yourself. And then thirdly, after he dies, there's like a flash of light and something happens. And they're like, oh, man, that was the son of God. (laughs) It's like they didn't believe you after the first miracles. But for some reason, a flash of light and like a rock breaking or whatever it is, like that does it. So, but, but saving lives didn't do it. Curing people, leprosy didn't do it. But a, a flash of light, something you could easily set up with some, uh, you know, little theater tricks. <laughs> I mean, really. And uh, let's see, where is glorified God and all the people, yeah, and all his acquaintance and the women that followed him from Galilee stood afar off, beholding these things. And behold, there was a man named Joseph, a counselor, and he was a good man and just. And the same had not consented to the counsel indeed of them. He was of Arimathea, the city of the Jews, who also himself waited for the kingdom of God. This man went unto Pilate and begged the body of Jesus. And he took it down and wrapped it in linen and laid it in a sepulcher that was hewn in stone, wherein never man before was laid. And that day was their preparation, and the Sabbath drew on. And the woman also, women also, which came with him from Galilee, followed after and beheld the sepulcher and how his body was laid. And they returned and prepared spices and ointments. (laughs) Are they going to eat them? Spices? And rested the Sabbath day according to the commandment. Okay. 
So that's the end of this reading. Pretty ridiculous. I'd like to thank my patrons so much. You can go to patreon.com slash tnthebe, the all one word, if you'd like to uh, make the show continue to happen and uh, continue on to Thomas and whatever book I do next. Love to thank my great, great patrons, John Bodley, Marcel, Japan, Dan, Katie, Stacy Sweeney, George Green, Sarah McPike, Scott McFarlane, Charles Bangwiener, Tom Chambers, Brian Garefort, Lee Primesberger, John P., Travis Peterson, Eriberto, and uh, Rob as well. Thank you guys so much for being patrons. And uh, if you'd like to show your support for the show you know and love, the guy who's suffering at the hands of the Bible, for you, man, it's all for you. Go to patreon.com slash T and the B. And thank you so much. I will see you guys next week. Mm-hmm.